Carol Joy's side, and welcome to the Homeschool Made Simple podcast. You're listening to episode 25. This is a podcast to help you homeschool simply, inexpensively, and enjoyably. I am so blessed to have my dear friend Catherine Ruck here with me one more time talking about the power of bonding and the plan that God has put into the universe for us to connect with one another. Now, Catherine, a lot of what we've been talking about would make most of us feel pretty discouraged. We've got a fallen world. We've got children that are adopted, abandoned. We have single moms, people that are ill when their children are born, uh, women that just have no financial other option but to be apart from their child, whether they want to or not. So tell us some positive things. How can we redeem what the canker worm has eaten in this situation? Well, um, First of all, I just want to say that the the reason that you're kept apart from your child is very important mm. in the narrative for the child. Mm. If there's, I wanted to be with you, I was so desperate to be with you, but I had to work mm-hmm. because of this or that, mm-hmm. versus, you know, I think it's good for my child to be away from me and to become independent. You know, that's, that's a very strong... American value, mm. but we misunderstand that a child doesn't become independent by becoming an independent infant, yes. right? What um, is really important, I think, in understanding with adoptive children and is, first of all, they're doing what God does, right? They're, yes. they're bringing in a child mm. and adopting them into, in the same way that Jesus adopts us into his family, they're adopting, they're doing the thing that's closest to God's heart, and so there's a lot of grace on that. Mm. But understanding these principles actually helps adoptive families to know how to prioritize bonding so that um, this can, hopefully, the child will be able to bond with the new family. Mm -hmm. Now, I will say that it is, uh, there's a window of time for a child to bond within the first three years of their lives. Some, Some would even say the first two years. And if that doesn't happen with somebody, it's going to be very difficult for them to uh, rebond, or, or not rebond because they never have, to bond right. with someone else. Yeah. But even if, a, if an orphan bonded with somebody in the orphanage, yes. it will be easier for them to bond with oh, someone that's else. Fascinating. And I've said this to foster parents too. Don't hold back from your foster child because yeah. you think, I don't want to make hard when they're separated yes. from me. Yes. Actually, you're giving them a gift by mm. bonding to them. Because that will enable them then to bond more easily oh, to wherever they're going. Fascinating. So uh, basically, the thing that I would love to communicate to mothers is, isn't it amazing that we get this unbelievable participation in the human race mm. that is unique mm-hmm. and it's a treasure and we need to use it that way. And so it's not a burden. It feels like it sometimes because it's mundane and hidden like we talked about, but it's crucial. The building blocks for humanity are often in the hands of the mother. And so what we're creating as we finished last time we talked about this pair bonding, what you're doing with the mother and creating this sort of tabernacle of personhood is you're giving them the capacity for joy. 
And you're also giving them the capacity to get out of a bad emotion back to a sense of equilibrium. Because we see this in just, unless you've been taught otherwise, you know, taught out of it, a mother has an instinct. When a baby cries, (laughs) you go to them, oh, what's wrong with you? You know, and you make the same face the baby's making. Yes. And you say, but you can come here, come here. You get close to me. I'm going to make you better, right? And so what happens for the baby is like, oh, I'm understood. I don't, something's not right. But, oh, she's showing me how to come out of this. And I come out of it by connection, right? Mm -hmm. And so this pattern becomes normal for the child into, into adulthood. There's actually a very small part of the brain that's developed in this season, this capacity to get out of a bad emotion. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you've encountered adults mm-hmm. who, no matter what amount of reasoning you give to them, they can't get out mm-hmm. of a bad emotion. They can't oh, get right. out of anger or uh, depression or whatever. And it's often because they... Sadly, they weren't given the equipment. They weren't given that equipment to be able to to get that. Now, this is another hopeful thing. So let's say that this is your situation. God has created our brains to be malleable, right? So there are points, even in a child's life, where their brain becomes a little more malleable and they can receive healing in these areas. Um, and, And there's some crucial points. I can't go into all those details. Also, in adults... If you have a baby, it's a healing time when your brain is very soft, where you can, if you take those steps of attachment with your own child, you can receive attachment healing mm. for a father as well. Yes. Um, so there are built-in times, even with the brain, besides the supernatural work that God does, there's in the natural uh, development of a person opportunities for these things to be corrected, but it's, but it's in relationship, which is so interesting. Yes. But I think it's really important to point out here that if this work doesn't get done at that season of life when it was made to be, um, it's so foundational. If they don't get it done, they're going to try to get it done their whole adult lives. And what does that look like? Well, it means answering that question. Am I loved simply for being who I am? Does my existence bring delight and joy to others? Am I comfortable in my person so that I can look out at another in self-giving, self-forgetfulness? You know, the capacity to self-sacrifice comes from understanding you have a self to give and a self to give up. And, you know, there's such a paucity of that in in the world right now. Um, You know, the capacity to love somebody self-sacrificially is built in because of your understanding of being accepted and loved for who you are. So if those questions aren't answered, yes. um, you're going to be doing that in adulthood alone, without the mother or father, and outside of a, a time when the brain wasn't made to do it. Mm-hmm. So, um, so you're looking for love in all the wrong places. Right. And this, this time when uh, this bonding is being done is usually precognitive at first, yes. precognitive and preverbal. And it can't be met in adulthood in a preverbal, precognitive way. And so we're long past that stage. That's why the way this heals may not be in a way that we can plan or measure or time because it's often a nonverbal healing, mm. which I think is uh, beautiful because it's a, it's a work done in the Holy Spirit. Yes. And what I would call feminine ways, which is activating the capacity to receive 
and respond and be in relationships that are healthy. And it sometimes skirts your analytical mind. I mean, we can get a lot of uh, growth through insights and through teaching. Hopefully this is providing some insight. But ultimately to have that corrected in your heart, it's a supernatural work of the Holy Spirit of bringing you into the life of Jesus. So what does that look like? Tell me about that. Oh, I've seen it in so many people and in the life of my and myself. I want to read, um, actually, what I feel is the passage that tells us exactly how this happens. <laughs> I will not leave you as orphans. First, where is this? This is in John 14, Okay, uh, starting with verse 18. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Yet a little while, and the world will see me no more, but you will see me because I live, you also will live. And that day you will know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. Whoever has my commands and keeps them, he it is who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home in him. And then he goes on to say that he's going to send the Holy Spirit. Now, I mean, can you imagine a more perfect healing than someone to come live inside you? (laughs) I mean, that's where it all started, right? Something went wrong when in our connections. So Jesus is saying, I'm not going to leave you as an orphan. I'm not going to leave you without love. So you have to, through my Holy Spirit coming into you, and and let me point out, this is in your body. Mm. Because all these things happened in your body. Mm-hmm. And so it's very under, important to understand that it's the Holy Spirit coming to live in your body and make his home there where these um, healings begin to happen. Now, if you really study this passage, he talks about how do you live in his love? Well, it's by obedience. Mm-hmm. So I think that there are ways that we access his healing. Mm-hmm. One is living in the word of God and obedience because then you're living in God's love and that will begin to make a change in you. Choosing to believe God's love. Mm. I know that for me, I had to confess unbelief all the time. I didn't believe that God would choose me. Like I thought it was, you know, don't pass me by that hymn. I was like, yeah, he's always (laughs) passing me by. (laughs) I want uh, that touch from the Lord And then I felt like the Lord was beginning to teach me in Scripture, no, you have it. You don't feel it because that's your fractured part is your feeling being. But now you've got to believe it, and then your feelings will fall in line. So those are the the disciplines that we have to get into effect. Um, But I, I think that even with all of that, there are supernatural healings that happen by the laying on of hands. Because, again, touch human presence it's the sort of the motherhood of the church you know the church is the bride coming around um a person who's an orphan who's an orphan or in their their hearts or even if they had uh great parents but these things got disrupted because of life circumstances as you mentioned and um I've seen amazing healings um I prayed for someone at our last conference who uh, she had been a twin, and her her sister was healthy and fine, but mm-hmm. she got put in isolate, yeah. 
And for 18 hours had, I don't think, contact with anybody, maybe the nurses. But, I I mean, you've got to love her mother. Her mother stormed into the NICU (laughs) and said, I want my baby. I'm taking my baby right now. (laughs) But those 18 hours, the effect that has had on her whole life. The sense of abandonment. Yeah, Mm -hmm. the sense of abandonment and brokenness. So when I was praying for her, you know, the Lord shows you different ways to pray for people. I was, of course, praying for the for the Lord who's present to every moment of her life, uh, for her to be aware of his presence with her yes. when she was an in infant. The, yes. In the isolate, that he was yeah. there with her. Yes. But then I just, the Lord led me to pray that, that these 18 hours would be diminished and the effect of them would be diminished as she grew in the Lord. That, you know, 18 hours, that's just horrible for an infant, but it would be less and less and less important mm. in her life in the Lord and that as she walked in him she would receive that healing balm for the Lord now this is a journey I mean you don't come to this overnight and and coming out of it isn't overnight you can have multiple breakthroughs and then multiple layers yeah and and you but it's just beautiful to see the Lord heal these things in people are you new to homeschooling and feeling overwhelmed Do you need a shot of encouragement to help you focus on what matters most? I created a brand new resource for you. It's called Homeschool, Simple and Safe. In this two-hour seminar, I'll give you the framework to understand my literature-based approach to education and the basic tools to get started, whether your child is in kindergarten, 12th grade, or anywhere in between. In Homeschool, Simple and Safe, I share an educational philosophy to build upon, practical tips for success, what homeschooling is not, and the nuts and bolts of a typical homeschool day. For only $45, you receive a downloadable video recording of the seminar and a four-page handout that lists recommended books and curriculum relevant to all ages and grade levels. Both of these resources are yours indefinitely. You always have access to them. Let's start this homeschooling journey together. To get access to Homeschool Simple and Safe, visit my online store or click the link below. Now back to the show. So I do want to touch on some parenting philosophies that sometimes can disrupt even our own sense of what we should do with our children. Um, I really caution people away from parenting philosophies that work against your empathy because you're trying to create empathy in a child. Your child's first experience of God, right, is your love (laughs) and your connection. So the way I like to think about it is if it would bother me as an adult to go through what this child is going through, it's probably even much worse for the child. So if you think about a child crying and nobody attending cries, how would I feel if I was crying needing help and attention and nobody came um that is that creates cortisol in the brain of a child which disrupts their development and it often um leads them to resignation it's not that they just uh have gotten to learned oh i i can take care of myself no what they've learned is people don't respond to me and come when i need them and so that becomes internalized and they resign themselves to that, and so and they don't then cry how anymore. How do they feel about God? 
will he come when oh, I Oh, how him? often do we see that? I don't feel the Lord's presence. I don't feel that when I call out to him, he answers me. So this is your first exposure to the kingdom of God is mother and father. Um, so I do want to say that if you were misled and you, you used these philosophies in parenting, um, you have a lot of authority as a parent mm-hmm. in the, to in bring the, healing, to bring healing and restoration. Yeah. I would, I would say, talk to your child about it. Yes. I, I shouldn't have done apologize. this. And I did. I apologize. I was mis, I misguided. I was looking for help and I didn't know how to parent. And then, and then just start praying for them even at night when they sleep mm-hmm. and then look for ways to restore that bond. Lots of time, lots of connection, um, sharing that delight now how much I love being with you now for parents who um, have to work Mm -hmm. for instance a mother who has to go to work I would really recommend the book reading the book Being There uh, by Erica Komisar how prioritizing motherhood in the first three years of life is important I think is you can find it if you look it up she is a secular writer but psychologist who began to notice in the children that she was meeting with this common denominator um, of the lack of a mother in yes. their lives and how this was leading to depression and so forth and so um, in her book being there she gives some really helpful ideas of what to do if you're a mother who has to work and how do you go back to work in a way that you can maintain the healthiest bond possible. Yes. Um, of course, I, I do think that what the baby needs is at least three years of very little absence from the mother. Yes. And I, I like to look ideal. at it as, that's ideal, right? Yeah. So I like to look at it as how long can they be away from the breast? Well, that's about how long they can handle. Yeah. And so oh. being away overnight from a child until age three, I think is, can be stressful yes. for a child. Yes. Doesn't mean they can't overcome it. Yes. But I do think it's if you have a choice. If you have a choice, this might not be the time to go on a week long cruise <laughs> with your husband. Right, because right. that that has a big effect in the life of a child who's and, developing. And speak to the family who's thinking, oh, you know, we just need some time away. We're so burned out. You know, the 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 long view. Like I talk to families and say, you have the rest of your life to do these other mm-hmm. things. Children are young for such a short period of time. Yeah, because but when you're they, in the trenches, oh, you don't feel that. It's too. so hard. I mean, I we didn't get away for 15 years. Right. The two of us, right. because we prioritized this bonding and we kept having children, <laughs> and so be yes. like, oh, here's the next one. <laughs> But, you know, it is a short amount of time. It feels so long it at does. the time. And you do need to find ways to... My husband would give me, you know, half a day on Friday. Yes. And, oh, my goodness, that was a total lifeline. Right. You need to find those pockets of time. But, you know, what for us, you know, this is in our adult life. For a child, those formational years, every, you know, month, every week, every day is really important in their formation. And so if we can put ourselves, this is where the self-sacrifice comes and saying, you know, I'm an adult. I can handle this better Better than a child Mm -hmm. can. Good point. And so for the sake of my child, I'll do this. And let me tell you the benefits. I want to say you will, all of us will have struggles with our adult children or, you know, it just happens right as they grow up. If you have that early bond, Mm -hmm. 
it's very hard for them to pull away from you. Yes. And they will want to resolve it. They will want to resolve whatever it is. And they'll just keep coming back, trying to resolve it because (laughs) they, they like that bond and that closeness is really important to them. And we use, we had our children sleep with us for the first couple of years. And I just remember, you know, waking up and, you know, a child would have a, a hand on dad and a hand on mom, hand on mom. And you could just see this, peace and you know I'm just so this is my spot Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. and that continues to be what they love and they don't want that disconnection and so it's not like you're not going to have problems necessarily but that early bonding creates a foundation that they can return to Mm. in their relationship with the Lord with their parents Mm. and also um, I will say this it, it creates a a comfort uh, for men, a comfort with the opposite gender, you know, with the mother, gives them a much deeper respect and love for For women. women. And I think a lot of the anger that men feel toward women can have a root in this early bonding. And sadly, I think a lot of pornography is this desperate need to connect to to Mm. mother, you know, to connect to woman. so I'm not saying that your child won't have troubles with pornography. Sadly, we live in a world that you know, it's just saturated with it. But it will be less, have less of a draw for yes. them if they have that their needs deep, met. deep bonding. Deep. Wow. Catherine, let's turn a corner and can you give us some resources? Absolutely. First of all, I'd like us to talk about your blog, which is fabulous. Well, I wish I wrote on it more often, but you can go back in the archives. Yeah, and, the and archives the, I do wonderful. write a lot about gender, what it means to be a woman, what it means to um, be a mother, and um, a lot about raising children. But you also give so many practical insights into mm-hmm. allowing our children to be bored and creative right. and the fun mm-hmm. of family life. That just yes. If you're feeling like, oh, this family life is just mm-hmm. going to put me in my grave, read this blog everybody because you will love it. Catherine, mm-hmm. we're going to also put this in our notes. The books you've mentioned will be yeah. in the notes Great. and your blog address, but would you mention it? Yeah, it's stillpointoftheturning.world. Carol thinks that's a terrible name, but it, it's, <laughs> it's from T.S. Eliot, Still Point of the Turning World, which is Jesus and the incarnation, which is what we're talking about here because at the center of God's restoration plan for humanity is the relationship between a mother and child. Isn't that Amen. beautiful? Amen. Yeah. Okay, you mentioned a conference that yeah. you participate in, and tell us about that conference. So we started that this year, my husband and I. Uh, we've taught on this in our church for a long time, but we decided a conference was important because we want to pray into these things with people. We don't, at this point, put our teachings online because so much of the experience is immersive. Mm-hmm. We feel like you need to come and, and hear the teachings, but then receive the prayer Yes, that's there. Yes. So fullyaliveconference.com is the website, and you can hear about next year's conference, which is going to be in June, hopefully, if COVID doesn't mm-hmm. push it out. But um, that's a place to come and just yes. hear all about identity, and we, we teach on all kinds of aspects of identity and then pray into people's lives and, and we've seen amazing life. miracles yes yeah yes so in terms of other resources the books here's some books that i would recommend one if you just want oh you just want that refreshment of a beautiful new perspective on family i'd say brave new family mm. by gk chesterton okay 
Um, I would say um, uh, the, the academic book I already mentioned, Why Love Matters, How Affection Builds a Baby's Brain, Sue Gerhardt, I mentioned Being There uh, by Erica Komisar. Um, this is a, a great book that's more devotional okay. by James Wilder called Living from the Heart Jesus Gave You. Mm. And it's all about healing uh, from this early attachment. Oh. Yeah, so that's a great that sounds wonderful. book um, to look for. So um, I don't, I think, I know you've mentioned What is a Family yeah, uh, by so Edith Schaefer. That's another great vision. Builds very, very much on the writings of Francis and Edith Schaefer and their son-in-law, Ranald Macaulay. And um, so if you haven't heard the podcast on Edith Schaefer, the one podcast on Edith Schaefer and the books that I mentioned in that, this is just so beautifully dovetails. So Catherine, if you had any closing thoughts, what would they be? Or would you like to pray for these well, families? I can do that, but I'm going to end with just a little tiny story. Good, please. So this is a story I heard um, from a missionary uh, source who was teaching for the first time to these orphans. Mm -hmm. She was teaching the story of uh, the incarnation and the, the birth of Jesus. And so she taught the story, and then she gave them paper for them to draw and, and uh, draw pictures. And she was going around and looking at all of them, and she came to this one little boy, and uh, there were two people in the manger. And she just was kind of curious. Okay, obviously didn't quite get the story. So, well, so tell me about this, you know. And he said, well, I was drawing the picture of Jesus. And I said, Jesus, I don't have a mother and father like you do. And he said, Jesus said, well, get in the manger with me. And you, I'll share my mother and father with you. <laughs> And I just think that that oh, is so the healing story, oh, right? Yeah, that is. Jesus came yeah. in a body. Yeah. And I, I just want to mention how important that is to understanding bonding. Jesus didn't just send messages. He didn't send <laughs> words. He didn't phone it in. Right. He didn't yeah. send a committee. He didn't <laughs> he send a, a substitute. He yeah. came himself in a body. And the scriptures talk a lot about our healing coming through his body, yes. through his death, right. his resurrection. And so uh, we get to have that new life yeah. in us. So I'm just going to pray right now. If you, first of all, Lord, we thank you for our mothers. We just thank you for, uh, even though they weren't perfect, we thank you that they gave us life. We thank you for those mothers that um, sacrificed themselves um, to be at home with us and to give self-sacrificially. Um, and we pray that we would not sell our birthright if we received that. Um, we'll understand how valuable it is. But Lord, there's so many of us um, who this somehow this awakens something deep, maybe even that hasn't been articulated so far. And Lord, we're just asking now in the power of your Holy Spirit that you would bring each of these people into your embrace. Lord, bring them into places where they can receive this healing. And Lord, may they know uh, that oneness with you that we are created for. We're created to be bonded with you. And I pray that they would um, discover that over the course of their lives. And I also just pray for any parents who are um, just 
grieved because of, of situations with their own children that involve bonding. We just ask now wisdom, supernatural healing. Lord, we ask that you would do a mighty work in our families and this return to home, this return to the children of the next generation. We pray that we would see them as our greatest treasure and that nothing uh, would be too costly to give them because it is the best that we can give them. Uh, We want to give them the best. So, Lord, empower us and strengthen us. I pray for those moms who are listening who are doing this, and it's exhausting, Mm -hmm. and it's discouraging. Lord, would you uh, awaken in them this awareness of how important their work is and how the important is in the small and in the hidden and in the mundane, in looking in the eyes of their child and blessing them and calling forward who they are. And so, Lord, I pray that you'll fill in the gaps where I was not able to get to uh, in those places that I couldn't explore today. Um, You will fill in the gaps. But, Lord, we do ask for a new um, breaking forward in this new generation of motherhood, of the blessing of motherhood and the valuing of motherhood and of the presence of mother in the life of a growing child and a growing person. Mm. Thank you, Lord. Mm. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Wow. All right. Well, I'm kind of blown away right now, but we're going to close, but feel free to check out our notes to get all these wonderful resources. I'm making mental notes of all the things I want to grab and read and access, and these are all things we're all growing in. Thank you, Catherine, so much. Really appreciate it. Thank you, everyone, for joining us this week on the Homeschool Made Simple podcast. If you like what you heard in this episode, I'd appreciate a rating and a review on iTunes. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would be great. Visit my website, Carol Joy Side, to subscribe to the monthly newsletter and receive exclusive discounts in my online store where seminars and interviews are available. Be sure to tune in next week for my next episode where I help you homeschool simply, inexpensively, and enjoyably. Blessings.